KBTC, a viewer-supported community service of Bates Technical College. From KBTC Public Television Studios in Tacoma, Washington, it's the Northwest Now podcast. Each week, we take a closer look at the people and issues that affect all of us here in Western Washington. So sit back, relax, and join the conversation with your host, Tom Lason. Vocational technical training. The jobs are hard to outsource. Demand for workers far outstrips supply. Wages are competitive, and they're a gateway to entrepreneurship. But barriers exist, especially for some populations that struggle even with the relatively low cost of community and technical colleges. Tonight, we're discussing a call for free community and technical college as we head into the next legislative session. That is next on Northwest Now. Washington already has one of the most generous financial aid programs in the U.S., but the old NEED grant frequently ran out of money, so now the three-year-old Washington College grant covers more middle-class families. Another feature of the Washington College grant is that it's not a so-called last-dollar program. That means needy students can layer on other grants like Pell Grants, private scholarships, or any other type of financial aid so money can go toward other costs as well, like fees, food, rent, transportation, and books. So Washington has a form of tuition-free college right now, but it's not universal and not all costs are covered for every student, which means that students with access issues or whose families have high expenses still cannot afford school. On the face of it, a family of four with an income of $65,000 or less will pay zero tuition. Grants for that theoretical family of four are reduced until the family income hits $107,000 a year. But again, the issue isn't just tuition. There are other costs as well, and not all families fit into the mold sufficiently to make it affordable. A nice feature is that registered apprenticeships are also covered, which is a big part of how community and technical colleges integrate with private industry. That's what Jill Biden was looking at during a recent visit to Bates Technical College in Tacoma, where she toured some of the programs, talked about the Biden administration's continuing efforts to pass free community and technical college legislation, emphasized the importance of robust technical school programs, and encouraged public-private partnerships like apprenticeships. Local voices are involved in this too. Joining us now is Bernal Baca, the executive director of Me Centro in Tacoma, who recently wrote an op-ed calling on the upcoming legislature for free community and technical college in Washington state. Bernal, thanks so much for coming to Northwest. Now start with a little bit of a discussion about Me Centro. What is your role in the community? Who are you working with? Well, Me Centro is an organization that's been in the community for about 34 years. Uh, it's, it does a lot of outreach to the community and with social services ranging from uh, small businesses of the Latino businesses. We have probably about 152 businesses that we work with. Uh, we have a, a great uh, program around uh, domestic violence. Uh, we just got refunded for that, so we're looking f uh, to put together a statewide initiative on 9-11 uh, responders to uh, domestic violence. Uh, our emphasis is uh, Latino and indigenous people and uh, that uh, everything we do has that lens. So 
Right, which is a nice segue into your ideas about free technical and community college. You've got this uh, underserved communities that you're dealing with and at the with businesses that you're dealing with, and there's an intersection there with um, preparing the workforce, which we're always talking about here right. in Pierce County. We need workforce, we need people who can take jobs. So talk a little bit about free technical and community college and how this plays into your, your group's role and your vision for it. Well, my vision at Mi Centro, I, uh, the last piece of it was the uh, Dolores Huerta Institute, which is education and training. And so uh, it's always been my, uh, uh, passion to uh, incorporate education somehow into our services and uh, coming out of the community college I was a professor for 30 years I uh, really understand the community college and the students I serve and I think that uh, I what I noticed uh, the barriers that they had uh, were always uh, came down to money Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. college, you know, it requires to have money to go to college. And so I see this as a way of uh, free college, of course, would be the, for community college, well, all over would be the best. Yeah. Which people forget is how it used to be in a lot of cases. Exactly. California and the Washington State Legislature robustly funded post-secondary education. But in particular, Bates Technical College is obviously our licensee. When it comes to community and technical colleges, you're... They talk all the time, the administration here does, about retention and completion and engagement. Um, and it seems that taking down those barriers, not just tuition, but some of the other costs associated with it as well, is a way to do some of the things we've talked about in terms of feeding workforce, getting people um, not commuting up 167, but staying here to do jobs. Right. Um, do you see that piece, and also as your years as an instructor, being instrumental to making some of those things happen? Well, yeah. I, I you know. Uh, you just hit on another point, you know, uh, wraparound services uh, are really important for students. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in retention. I think uh, recruitment uh, is um, something that comes naturally, uh, especially for community colleges, but uh, I'm always uh, concerned about once we get the students there, how do we keep them there? And that's where the wraparound services come in. And this could be life-changing for people too, correct? Correct. How so? Well, you know, uh, again, having to seen thousands of students uh, uh, going through uh, the community college I worked at, I, uh, coming back out and having uh, meaningful employment and, and being able to uh, take care of their families. So there's direct connection between going to school and getting a job. Yeah, and, and I think that also speaks too to the calculus, and I'm sure you're gonna hear it um, if this thing moves forward in the legislature, your recent, you possibly heard this after your recent editorial in the, in the News Tribune, um, the op-ed that you wrote, you know, questioning, somebody's gotta pay for it. It's cost to benefit. Um, how do you weigh that cost to benefit? In the end, does this actually pay for itself to some degree? Well, I, you know, I think eventually it's going to pay for itself because these are people that are going to come back and uh, work and plow that money back into the, into the system. Uh, I know initially it's going to be a, a, a lift of uh, where does the money come from? And, you know, I think we, we as a community in general should all look at that and say, where can we all pitch in? Because there's different places and different pockets that... We could put a 
quarter of a cent here and a quarter of a cent there to be able to uh, uh, justify doing this kind of work. Yeah, to enhance that funding exactly. to, to accept increased student loads, but at the end of the day, to collect more taxes probably yes. from working people, yes. which nobody likes, but that's part of the game right. when you get a job, isn't it? Exactly. We've <laughs> yeah. got to pay taxes. So. Yeah. Here's a question that will probably come up in this too, and because you work um, with disadvantaged uh, communities, you're probably going to hear this, well, what about undocumented people? Do they get free community and technical college? You're probably going to hear some of that pushback. I'm, I'm sure it will come too. How do we view that? What is your thinking about how to handle undocumented? Um, where does that stand? Well, I, I, don't, I don't see why we should put a restriction on uh, disallowing them to have free college. I mean, what's the alternative, right? Not work, not working, and uh, have a, putting that burden on our system. Uh, all the people that I know that are undocumented want to work. They, they, you know, and they're hard workers. Our people. That's what we're known for. We're known for having strong families and hardworking strong families. Uh, so I, I, I think it's just in, important to include them in the mix. And important thing too, I think too, is they end up being taxpayers. You may be undocumented, but if you're getting a paycheck and a, if you're getting a paycheck, chances are your employer is still withholding from that and paying taxes. Exactly. And you know, people, I think that I'm glad you brought that point up because I think that. A lot of people think that uh, these are that undocumented people are not paying taxes, but every time they buy anything, they're paying taxes. They have the same tax uh, uh, burden that we do when it comes to uh, you know paying those taxes. So, uh, sad part about it, they don't get that money back. Yeah, we do though. Yeah, there is some issues with employers when it comes to you know documenting SSI and some of that kind of stuff too. But but I I also know that I've looked at some of the research too that says that t taxes are paid. They just um, and there there are other ways that, that that ends up getting collected. And like you say too, some of the expenses go away associated with a person right. here no, under any circumstance not having a job and not being productive. Yes, I think just some misinformation about how that all works with the tax and, and people that are undocumented, but uh, bottom line, they pay taxes. What do you feel like the chances are, as you look at the legislature, Democrats have the triple play in this state, what do you feel like the chances are of this idea going forward? Does it have a shot? Are you gonna be out advocating for it? What's the plan going forward? Well, in talking to folks that I know, uh, I think I think there's a good chance. I think that uh, people want to do it. There, we. I think the state has been moving towards that. I mean, you can just kind of look at the history of where we've been uh, with uh, in community colleges and the and and I think that that they've been moving towards how how do we fill fill that. Uh, 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 financial aid need that students have. Right, because the Washington College grant has gotten better and better over time. In 2019, they really threw a lot of money at exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it's just, it's just a matter of time, but I think our uh, legislators are, are pretty uh, good at uh, figuring out how to do it, too. I mean, you know, we just need a little time to massage that. 
Last 30 seconds here, how do folks get involved with Me Centro if they want to? Where do they find you? Well, they can, uh, we're online at uh, mecentro.org. And, uh, you know, we're, it's really easy. We're down the street here at 1208 South 10th Street in Tacoma. All right, Bernal. Thanks so much for coming to Northwest Now. All right, thank you. A quick note, Bates Technical College is KBTC's licensee. Joining us now are State Board of Community and Technical College's Director of Business Operations, Troy Halliday, and Bates Technical College Vice President of Finance and Administration, Nick Lutz. Nick and Troy, thanks so much for coming to Northwest Now. Um, this discussion of free community and technical college, um, it's been written about a couple of op-eds um, that have been published recently. Um, I think observers can maybe see it coming a little bit down the road when it comes to legislative action. So the first question is the most basic one. Nick, I'll start with you. Is free technical and community college a good idea? Well, I certainly think the concept of higher education is a good idea. I think the, the when we get into the concepts of free, uh, you start to determine whom, for whom are you speaking, of, to who is it free. Uh, and I think many of the programs and the way that we have our financing set up now, we focus on the students, and rightfully so. Uh, they are the, the, the folks that are coming to us and, and trying to get that uh, boost in, in their uh, quality of life through education and improving their uh, skill sets. Uh, so the more we can help them pay for tuition, that is a good thing. Uh, but there are a lot of complex issues around uh, the financing of higher education that really depending on how you flip it over, you say, okay, well, now we have to look at it from this angle. Uh, but that certainly is one of them that the, the, the idea of free needs to be settled. Uh, and that usually is uh, the policy discussion that people like to talk about. You know, Nick makes a good point. The money has to come from somewhere. Troy, didn't it always used to come from the taxpayer? I mean, the University of California system, uh, UW, back in the day, they were pretty much free or at least extremely inexpensive to in-state residents. Why is this even controversial now? You know, I think the controversy has been, uh, you know, established over several decades as the the uh, cost of education, higher education, has been shifted more towards the student, with the assumption that the student is the one who's getting the majority of the benefit of that education, rather than thinking through the larger picture of d the the employers who benefit, society who benefits from having a, a more educated uh, workforce. But you're correct; uh, that percentage really has shifted much more onto the student over the last several decades. We talk in Pierce County all the time about we need workforce, we need people not to get on one. 67 and go north, but to stay in Pierce County and to have the jobs here, I deal with this issue all the time with the Chamber of Commerce. Nick, I know you do as well when you're talking about recruiting and retention at places like Bates Technical College. So who does this help? Um, what are the benefits when we weigh cost and benefit? It can't just be cost. Well, gee, it costs money. What are the benefits? How, what, what is the fruit that could come from something like this? I think if the, if the policies are thought through properly, I think really what we want to do is try to in, in with every investment dollar that we lower barriers for students uh, to gain access that uh, when the classes they need to progress through uh, their, for us we work on a lot of certificates and they are hours in the seats that they have those spaces available to them uh, a welding class or an electrician uh, electrical construction class they have an X number of hours that they have to hit uh, you can only have 10 guys 15 guys in the lab or, and, or students in the lab at the same time and and they if you don't have enough faculty members to cover that, then you really are limited in what you can kind of churn through the system. So balancing that access, uh, but also lowering the barriers for students and, and trying to make it as easy, or one of my goals as an administrator is trying to make it as easy as possible for the student to experience their education without 
bureaucratic obstacles. Nick talked about this earlier, and Troy, I want you to hit it as well. Um, we're not just talking about tuition, though, too. When it comes to retention and completion, we've got rent and books and a lot of other, particularly in the community and technical colleges, because of some of the time on advanced machinery and things that's needed, we also have a lot of fees. Mm -hmm. um, so is the Washington grant program that really got um, beefed up in uh, 2019, is that enough? Does it need to be supplemented? What are some of the unique things that SBECTC deals with in this area? You know, uh, there are a lot of different uh, financial barriers as well as other barriers for, for students to overcome as they, um, as they contemplate a, a higher education career for us. Uh, and it includes things like, uh, as uh, Nick was mentioning, about the uh, cost of, uh, you know, uh, heavy-duty equipment, all these other things that uh, students then uh, pay for through fees through to the college. So yes, those are definitely things that we, we look at, as well as things like uh, the cost of, of uh, childcare, the cost of, you know, many other kinds of services that the, those students need uh, separately in order to, to make the best of their their, their higher ed education career as well. So there are certainly a lot of needs. The um, Washington College Grant is actually a uh, really great program. It, uh, you know, uh, I do think that our uh, colleges are, are very, uh, you know, grateful for the uh, foresight that the legislature has had over the last several years in how that program has moved. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, of our population doesn't even know that it exists. Uh, right. And we're doing some work and Very the legislature has mm -hmm. asked uh, us to do a lot of outreach work on making uh, people aware that it exists. And the uh, other part of that is that um, unlike so many of the programs similar to it uh, throughout the country, it is a what we call a first dollar program. And so based on your income level for your family, uh, it provides a certain amount of money as long as you're registering in college. And that money comes to you regardless of how much federal financial aid right. you get. It's not being reduced if you get a grant it, or a scholarship exactly. or exactly. something yeah. good comes your way, yeah. you're not getting punished for it. Yeah, for, the, be, yeah. for, better, for better or worse, again, the financing elements that we have to deal with, they're out there and they're real. The federal investments, we can't ignore that they exist. And when you say we're just going to pay for uh, a higher education or at least uh, you know, make it kind of universal for the uh, CTC system, you don't want to lose those investments. You can't just discount them out of hand. And it, and it is complex. Mm -hmm. uh, but that first dollar element is very important to the student. Uh, and we were lucky during COVID that there were investments that helped us help students pay the rent. But we are looked more and more because we serve what, over 200,000 students uh, across the state. The, the social service side of uh, providing services to students has grown and grown over the years, uh, at, at least in my experience uh, in administration. Uh, and I know that in the, the state investments have grown as well. Yeah, the access and retention pieces, mm -hmm. which I've, I've been in enough base technical colleges meetings to hear that all the time about, well, it's recruitment, yes, but it's retention and completion is a real challenge. Um, and and how, do you, how do you see this kind of an idea impacting that, Nick? Oh, I think it, it can be very positive. Uh, and again, if it's the policies are thought out to say, well, it, it, you can't just say, well, we're going to pay for your tuition, but make you live on the margins uh, of a sort of a living experience that doesn't make it possible you, for you to feed yourself or to house yourself or, or whatever the situation may be for a student. And there are lots of programs out there that we interact with uh, annually on, and on a regular basis to help students, but the more that you can recognize that that needs to be provided to a larger sort of breadth of students, especially, uh, again, the students that come to us are, are again, looking to change their uh, 
uh, situation by improving their skill sets and getting into that job that can pull them into not just working, uh, it being working poor, but maybe even uh, having a good middle class lifestyle. Troy, you uh, are down in Olympia, so I'll ask you this question. <laughs> what, do you, what do you sense the spirit of the legislature is toward this? I know at the federal level, the Biden administration has mm -hmm. openly advocated and really mm -hmm. wanted to get in a piece of legislation free two-year schools. Didn't happen. Um, do you think state legislature will step in and do this by itself? Do you think we'll wait for the feds? How do you read the tea leaves? I do see that the legislature as a whole, you know, and obviously there are uh, members on, on in sure. both political parties who have differing uh, views on this, but o overall as a whole, uh, sees especially the Washington College grant and maybe some expansion of that as a key for expanding access to higher education in our state. So uh, I do see that, that that is something that they're at least contemplating over the next uh, couple of, of sessions. Nick, um, this is something that's weird, um, and just doing a little background on this, there was a Brookings Institution study that says free two-year school actually reduces participation in and completion in four-year programs. And I know you guys work a lot on articulation agree uh, agreements with four-year programs, but but how do we read that? Does that mean, well, gee, the two-year students have had so much success and they get such great jobs, they don't need to go to four-year programs? Or is it, no, that's not necessarily a good thing. We want them to, I don't know how to interpret it. How do you read well, that? Well, it certainly would be information in the weeds that would help us interpret that. But I would say as a technical college, we do experience that. If you come to uh, one of our programs and you develop a skill uh, set that says you can pass a welding certificate for a business, uh, if you don't stay and get the certificate that counts for our completion in uh, the counts that it, uh, help us at the federal level through iPads, et cetera, uh, that is a challenge for us. The articulation agreements to a four-year, you would be thinking about comprehensive community college that's offering a, a transfer agreement, and I'm a, a humanities major. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got right. a two-year degree. I go and continue that uh, elsewhere. I do STEM uh, through a program at a community college, uh, and those that sort of tilted bias towards a four-year degree conception in, in the technical college world and, and also at the comprehensive college, we have our four-year degrees as well, our, our applied baccalaureate programs of applied science. You know, you can take those degrees and stack them on and get four years worth of experience, you know, get the four-year degree experience and move on into the workforce with a baccalaureate program. So the, the environment of higher education is changing and, and certainly our system is taking advantage of, of those opportunities to provide students more uh, and again at a lower cost. Uh, to get that out. But education. I think your point's well taken though too. It doesn't really matter where they decide to get off the train. The barriers have been reduced. And that's um, the key is what we're really aiming for. Yeah, I mean the kid stuff. ultimately has the choice mm -hmm. about what they want to what they want to do and and how far they can go with that. Um, uh, Choi, question for you specifically related and Nick addressed this briefly but with technical colleges I know I'm not criticizing four-year schools but if if somebody says I'm gonna double my student count I'm going to put some more textbooks in the bookstore and make sure that they book that class into a larger lecture hall. There, I've addressed my capacity problem. Not so in technical college. You may have another million dollar CNC machine to, to build. You may have a, a new piece of work down at South Campus. I need a new truck to drive or a new frame to pull. Um, there's a major investment and not only do you have to make that investment, you have to make it in advance trying to anticipate the needs of industry, which I think is very difficult. So how do, how do you work that in 
um, when it comes to funding, you can't just double your student load without some big investments. So there's a capital piece to this as well, isn't there? There is. It's a more comprehensive way of looking at the, the financing. Uh, and it's also true because the one-size-fits-all version of a financing model uh, really breaks down with so many things when it comes on to, uh, to our hands-on uh, professional technical kinds of programs. So if an example of that is you, you end up with programs where uh, you have uh, students who have very uh, low experience level in pretty dangerous situations. You mentioned a CNC machine or you mentioned some of the other kinds of, of programs like that, um, which means that they need a lot more uh, observation and uh, a lot more uh, supervision. supervision. Mm -hmm. And so that automatically lowers the student-faculty uh, ratio. Uh, right. And so that doesn't work very well with some of our, you know, sort of, one, like I said, one-size-fits-all kinds of financing yeah, you models. you think about a lecture hall with 300 students in it and one faculty mm -hmm. person yes. teaching that, the, the, the dollar per student ratios are definitely tilt towards the, the university. Well, it actually improves the mm -hmm. economics. Oh, absolutely. Yes. They're yeah, gaining yeah. tuition on those dollars on an average mm -hmm. as well. But when you have an electrical construction class, and you can mm -hmm. only have 15 students per faculty person. If you want to expand your program, you need to make another investment in a faculty member mm -hmm. uh, that can provide the same level of education. You can't just say, well, we're going to we're going to do this to scale now and have 400 students in here for this one faculty right. member. It just it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and it certainly we don't want it to work that way. Uh, not when we're talking about building our homes and our and our infrastructure. <laughs> no it sounds like good idea. Just need the money to do it. You've got to be able to put your money <laughs> yeah. where your mouth is for sure. Yeah, 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 good. Well, good conversation, guys. I'm glad you were able to come and shed a little light on this because, like I said, I do think I see it maybe coming down the road, and it's. Um, it's a big piece of um, what we need in Western Washington when it comes to workforce development and retaining students, um, especially in places like Pierce County. So great conversation. I'm glad we were able to lift the lid on that a little bit. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. I know there's a lot of criticism of a culture that wants free stuff. The bottom line, people have short memories. A generation or two ago, college was almost free for in-state residents back in the days when state legislatures fully funded post-secondary education before colleges embarked on a campaign to capture a glut of federal loan dollars that did nothing but explode the cost of school and shackled millions of people under crushing debt loads. Free community and technical college is not that far out of reach.